0: Hi there, Logan Clemens here with the Better Events Podcast. And in this week's episode, this is our final episode, actually, I should start, of season three of the Better Events Podcast. Never fear, listeners, we will be back in January, on Wednesday, January 3rd, with the new season, season four of the Better Events Podcast. But as it was our last episode of 2023, we decided to reflect back on this year with both our 2023 events, as well as how far the podcast has come We share a couple of our favorite moments, some favorite episodes, even though it's very hard to pick a favorite here, and we talk a little bit about some things that gave us the warm fuzzies at events this year. And we end with each of our final bonus tips of 2023, which I promise you don't want to miss. It's going to help you just have a better 2024. So without further ado, let's get into the episode.
1: Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. This is Mary Davidson, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by, of course, my amazing co-host Logan Clements. And today we are so excited to talk about our reflections from the year, both with events and with the podcast. And so before we get into it, we want to do a little bit of housekeeping and let you know that we are taking a break for the holidays. This is our last episode. and we take a break for a couple weeks. And I we do that because, you know, I just want to take some time off, but we will be back with you. We do this every year. So we will return on Wednesday, January 3rd with season four of the podcast. Season four. I cannot believe it, Logan. How are you feeling about that? I mean, it just
0: feels like we just started it yesterday. And yet even just for this episode, prepping and looking back at all that has happened in season three, I'm like, no, of course we've had multiple seasons of the podcast. We've come a long way. So yeah, it's a little crazy and I feel like though to culminate what has been an amazing year with season 3 is we are now one week away from the Better Events conference. And you've heard it once but we're going to say it again that events can be really lonely and our conference is here to change that. We want you to walk away with three new connections and game-changing techniques that are going to make 2024 your best year yet, whether it's the best event yet. Or the most balanced you've ever been in your career, or most supported, whatever that looks like to you. And we just hope that if you haven't bought a ticket already, that you come and join us. And our fun tidbit here is that all of our recorded sessions are going to get released as a private podcast, so that you can take the content on the go, listen to it just like you're listening to Mary and I right now, and relistening it as much as you want in 2024. So visit bettereventspod.com/conference to learn more and purchase your tickets to join us. One week from today on Wednesday, December 20th, virtually, so you can join us from anywhere. Now, to get back into our reflecting mode, I feel like before we jump into the meteor part of our discussion, we always like our conversation starter, and this one, we're keeping the festive theme. December, all festive conversation starters. So, Mary, what is your favorite hot cocoa topping? Okay. I have opinions
1: about this. Wow, listeners, this is amazing. (laughs) I love my chocolate. So I think the best thing that you can add, which is really more of like an additive than a topping, is vanilla coffee creamer. And I think it just makes it taste delicious. It's just like a little hint of vanilla with your hot cocoa. You're looking at me like I'm crazy right
0: now. I'm like, I'm just picturing. Sorry, sorry, we should have started. Is your hot cocoa water-based
1: or milk-based? I do water-based because it's too much dairy. So water-based with vanilla coffee creamer. And you know what? Does it have the same effect if you're doing milk-based? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, that's why I was like, it's milk on milk. But if you're adding it to water, that
0: makes sense. And it's like a little bit of milk, but like you're saying, not too with much dairy. It's a
1: vanilla flavoring, though. It's the vanilla mm-hmm. flavor, I think, that really gets it. I suggest it. Try it. Don't knock it till you try it. But then I have to say, then you top it with marshmallows and whipped cream. Just your classic topping. I love that. What about you? Yeah, my my answer to this is, is
0: classic. I just like marshmallows. I feel like I went through, we've talked about on this podcast before, a little bit of my body image journey that I've been on, I feel like. And I used to, I went through a phase in my life where I'd say no whipped cream on top of my Starbucks drinks, my hot chocolates, my things, you know, because whipped cream is just, it would be like one thing unhealthy for you. And I have learned to embrace, life's too short to not to skip out all the whipped cream. So I will always say yes to the whipped cream on my drinks. And hot cocoa for a couple of years ago, I reconnected with pudding. Marshmallows on top of my hot cocoa and specifically mini marshmallows. Yes. They yes. taste the same as the big ones, but for whatever reason, they really just like melt in there a little bit more. And mm-hmm. the last two years, next to my coffee station and my water heater where I heat up the water for my hot cocoa, I have a bag of mini marshmallows and it just makes me so happy. I feel like a little kid again getting to put as many marshmallows as I want
1: on top of my hot cocoa. After this, we're going to, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go take a little break and I li- I cold did cold. have hot cocoa today. I'm not gonna full full disclosure. It's December. Yeah, yeah.
0: Once <laughs> I've had coffee, I then go. I've I just found all these hot cocoa packets, which I probably do need to use this year. <laughs> that I'm now like, oh, my second cup of coffee will be hot cocoa. <laughs> Ugh. but Mary, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit why we chose this week's
1: topic yes. for our final episode of season three and our final episode of season three? We just want to reflect on the fact that it's the end of the year and that it is a good time for reflection. It just is as you wrap things up. And this counts for both the podcast and for business or event reflection. So we're going to be talking about both today. And you know that I love quotes and random things. And so there's this random quote that I Googled that I'm going to share with you that really sets us up for today. And that is, we do not learn from experience, we learn from reflecting on experience. That is from John Dewey whoever that is. And today we're going to reflect on on the podcast in events and business. And so um, let's start off with the podcast. So Logan, I'm going to ask you some a question and we're going to get deep here, listeners. So here we go. Um, Logan, I know that you picked a word at the start of the year that had to do, I think, with your goals. And so if you had to identify one word to reflect on this last year for the podcast specifically, what would that reflective word be? Oh, this is Pot- a tough one, Mary. I feel like I, I flip flop
0: because I feel like I'm going to pick a really simple word, which I guess, again, I had more time to think about my, my word of the year that I did for my business. But I mean, I think for us, season three has really been, I mean, growth is honestly what comes to mind for me. And not just growth. I feel like we've grown our community of folks who are tuning in each week to the podcast, but I feel like you and I have also like grown into how we are presenting ourselves in person and getting better at saying we have a podcast without giggling or trying to undercut. We have business cards now, everybody. We have business cards now. Like, and listeners, it's, I think it's something that's so hard when you do something creative to, you know, put yourself out there and talk about it. And I know I definitely have gotten a lot more confident and comfortable since our season one and season two telling people I have a podcast and there's something about being in our third season, getting ready to start our fourth season that like, there's a little bit of validation there of like, it's not just a flash in the pan. This is something that Mary and I have dedicated now three years of our lives to creating, which, oh, that's even bigger, I guess, Mary, when I say we've had it for three years. Whoa. Whoa. So I feel like it's growth uh i don't know that's i i feel like i should have picked something more creative but how about you what's a word that you would use to describe the last year of the podcast
1: i would say and once again maybe not the best word but this is, this is where i'm going is value i think i mean like i i think from the beginning the podcast has been valuable if you could, if you would say like in the sense that logan and i I think we found value in it from the beginning just with ourselves. It was fun to do. It was a nice outlet and it's continued to be that. But not only that, we've been able to find ways to bring more value to it and from it and to the community. At least we hope, we hope you listening are experiencing that. Um, And I think what that means to me is more like valuable ways to interact. It's these like little prompts. You can email us, you can send us a message and, and we see that actually happening. And to me, that's valuable and um, at and when we sh- when we share this feedback that we hear from other people in the podcast, I hope that that's valuable. We have the conference once again. We hope that's valuable. So, I like to think that it's um, it's value, and maybe once again that's not the right you know word or way to say it, but that's what I hope it has been. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for both of us, both our words, I think, are really speaking to why our, our north star for the podcast and like why we keep doing it and why we're continuing with a season four in 2024, is that growth and that value. I don't think you or I would continue with this at all if we didn't think it was proving value. Again, started kind of for selfish reasons that we knew we would add value for ourselves of just enjoying this process and value for the guests we could bring on. And it's really grown as, as our community has grown. So that's a great question, Mary, to start off our reflection. But this one is again like a parent trying to pick their favorite child. I feel like we want to talk about what episodes have been most impactful for us and why. And I'm going to say episodes, Mary, because I couldn't pick one. <laughs> yeah, I told Logan to pick one and she couldn't. So now we're going to nope. talk about multiple episodes. <laughs> oh, nope. couldn't. I'm sorry, listeners. Again, we've had, I mean, how many episodes have we done, Mary? We started, the season started at episode 86. Oof. And we're ending here on episode. 135. So that that's is crazy 49 episodes, and you're telling me to pick one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's fair. As I was looking at the past episodes, I was like, ooh, ooh that was this year, I forgot about that. So that's fair. Yeah. I totally agree. So, should we just go back and forth? Kind of, yeah, let's, let's kick it off. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, One of the ones that I really loved was the accessibility at events conversation with Meg Straley, and that was episode number 87, I believe, and that is a conversation that I was so excited about and that I learned a lot from, and it's something that I continue to think about. It's just, you know, accessibility at events is something that's so important, and I'm so happy that we were able to have Meg on to share about that this year. Yeah. Well, we can keep going. We're going to go in
0: like almost chronological order. I feel like because we were both looking from organized, we are so (laughs) organized, guys. We are planners. If you haven't noticed, Uh, we plan these things. Well, I think my first one, again, I love them all. We will always say we're excited about our topics, but if I had to, my start starter, I really enjoyed episode ninety-one about event verbiage. This goes into my category of one of the things that I think can be gatekeeping about events is. And any any industry, they're gonna have their acronyms, their ver their words they drop to make certain feel people feel in the know. And if you're new, it can make you feel not so much in the know. So that was just a fun episode. I feel like Mary and I to kind of combine our brains of what are the words that people drop all the time, and we had to Google some things because there were a couple terms that I feel like you and I were using interchangeably that we'd never actually learned whatever the dictionary definition was, but we knew how to use them in context. So that was both I feel like fun for listeners, and it's a really good nugget to go back and listen to especially if you're newer in the industry or you're
1: switching in transitioning to a different role in events that was just a really fun one i was thinking when i was working at an event i was like uh there was a there was a word that i learned that i didn't know existed and i'm like oh we're gonna have to do a second iteration of this because there are so many words and acronyms that still exist so couldn't agree more my next one that really stuck out was the 2023 event trends conversations with Will in episode 93. I thought that was a fun conversation. We have one of my most favorite screenshots ever from that conversation. Um, we definitely have that saved. I think if you go to Instagram, you go to our highlight bubbles and you go to the guests, it's going to be saved in there. It might even be on the feed of our Instagram because it was just too good. He said some shocking information about event trends and you, we captured our, our live reaction. So um, that was just a really fun conversation.
0: Yeah, that is a pretty great screenshot. I I'm, I'm very proud of us for getting that. Yeah, my next one I feel like that I was just stood out to me from season 3 was episode 95 our MPI Cascadia 2023. So MPI Meeting Professionals International had us at Cascadia, which is their educational conference here in the Pacific Northwest and we did a live podcast and I feel like there is there were some nuggets in there that listeners if you didn't listen to that episode you could go back and just to hear again we interviewed on site we did these live interviews with all these attendees from across the event industry across the Pacific Northwest about what they were seeing as the future of events and trends and for me this was a highlight because it was something different that Mary and I tried as you see here listeners we podcast from our house we've each our you know, each of our homes, we've done some episodes where Mary and I are in the same place. And it's really funny because we're way more comfortable talking to the screen across from each other than sitting side by side with each other, Uh, which goal maybe for for season four to get more natural at that. But this was like, it was cool to get out there. And as we've mentioned here, anytime we get to interact with people, we did get to meet folks who already knew about the podcast. And that was really fun to get to meet them in person for them to see us in person. And then we were able to also spread the word about the podcast. So that was just something that's fun. And I think things for 2024, um, we're looking to potentially replicate at some other conferences and things. So that was just a really fun episode to to try something new.
1: Another one that I really enjoyed was episode 109, which was the join us on site notes from our recent events. And we sent in voice notes and things like that. And I thought that was really fun. I was just thinking about that. Also, the other day, that one popped in my head and I was like, I remember one of the clips I was like tired. You could tell my voice was like 10 octaves lower than it normally is. And I just was feeling it. (laughs) We mind
0: linked. that was also one of my highlights, Mary, because I just think that is there's nothing more real than sharing those moments actually on site. And that I know felt like work for us because we were in our events and having to remember like, wow, we were legitimately listeners. We were recording from the ballrooms we were in and things like that, like voice notes and I, but I also feel like that is where you're getting some of the more real content. Again, we we're, we're, I feel like we're very honest on this podcast. But that was just such a fun insight into that process while we're on site.
1: Mm-hmm. What's another one that you had on your list, Logan?
0: My next one had to be episode 120. Bartending at events with friend of the pod, Neil Ratliff. And this, he, listeners, was just – it was a very entertaining – interview. I feel like bartending at events is one of those things that's so important for all of us to to understand but sometimes gets overlooked but is also one of the key metrics that I feel like people remember when they attend your event if there are long lines at the bar. Or listeners as you find out, I get validated by a real bartender about my theory that you can never have enough ice. And mm-hmm. I just it was a delightful interview. I feel like there were a lot of good tidbits in there for folks to know about bartending and some good business advice for anyone who's trying to grow their business.
1: Yeah, I love that episode as well. That one was on my list. And I did just email Neil about hiring his um, company's services for an event. And so he was also on my mind recently. And all this stuff is just wrapping up the year nicely. <laughs> but there you go. That. <laughs> yeah, he's great. My last was one. What was, a, what was another one for you? Yeah, I have one more. And I could probably pick a million more, but I'm gonna pick one more. And it was episode 110. So jumping back a little bit was it's not an event. It's an experience with the sit down UK. We loved our conversations. with IC. IC has been a great friend of the pod and on our board of advisors for the better events conference as well. And I see some really great tips and tricks, especially in the episode about guest experience and how you can hopefully um, have people feel prepared and ready and welcome to the event before they even get there. That's something we're trying to do for the conference. And we learned so much from Icy from that. So that was valuable for me. Yeah.
0: Attendees, if you've gotten any personal emails from Mary or I or our Better Events email address, know that a lot of that is coming from some key takeaways we got out of our interview with IC and just his priority on the attendee experience. I think my last one for me, Mary, that I want to call out for listeners is a more recent episode. Episode 130, talking about what's been on our mind as we finish out the event season, you know, talking about 109 being notes from on site and just having those moments where we were tired or, you know, sharing the real things that were happening. 130 is one where we got a little vulnerable about how we were both doing at the end of the year. and. Uh I just feel like we've already gotten, you say, uh oh, I mean, I've partially, I'm like, oh no, we were that real on the podcast. But I mean, I'm also like, Logan, we always are this real on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I've just had some people who I know and some folks who I don't know have mentioned how refreshing it is to have gotten to hear, you know, some of the highlights, but also the stressful moments that we were going through this fall and how that just kind of made a humanize the whole process. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, um, there are hopefully some t- key takeaways that you can think about as you are planning out planning out your new year. So, I mean, out of 49 episodes, we were able to highlight
1: a good amount of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Always good to go back and listen to for sure. And then another thing that's really, I think, kept us going in a way, we just love to hear it, our interactions that we've had with... Um, listeners you listeners and i think that's been so honestly amazing and and we're glad that you're able to reach out and share your thoughts with us and so i think we should call out just maybe some of those interactions and how that some of these have turned into actual working relationships and even friendships and it's so cool that the podcast has has done that and so i definitely want to take a moment to reflect on that and so for for me and then logan i'll pass it to you one thing um That I think has been so cool is in March of this year, we had the event on the go retreat that I host separately. And we had an attendee who came, Kara. Hey, Kara. Kara. uh, It was a podcast listener and she came on the retreat. And from there, Kara lives in Portland and Logan and I are in Seattle. And so um, Kara actually has been able to come up for a couple events and worked those with me when I've needed support and that has been so cool that it has turned into you know the retreat and then this friendship and then this working relationship and then we're just like always texting about stuff and it's just so cool and i think that that is an experience that uh, like that any of us could have you know with anybody that we're meeting through the podcast but it's just crazy to think like so i think one time i was like right remind me how did we meet and we met because of the podcast and that is just amazing um to hear. So that's I guess one of my experiences, one of many I think that Logan and I could share. But Logan, what about you? What are some interactions that you've had that have stood out to you?
0: I mean, there's a large number of you who are listening that have emailed us about our run a show template. Uh that is one that I think just makes me happy every time we send it out to somebody because I know it's a template and it's meant to be made your own. And I just am imagining all of these stress-free, smooth running events that are happening that maybe are based on the template and got you tweaked them. You put your own special sauce, but that we could have been a small part of that event planning journey for you has been really cool. I'm just looking through even now our inbox now. And it's, you know, easily, it's a large amount of you reach out every month, which I think is, you know, speaks to both our, our listener audience and, and then as well as what a great resource it is. And then I think to echo what you said, Mary, there's just been some like I've actually hired people another listener we have here Alicia on the who's you know started I feel like working like listening to the podcast we met her in person at an event and I honestly couldn't tell you which came first whether we met her and then she was listening to the podcast or she was listening to the podcast and we met her but she definitely has been one that's really good at network building and she's used the podcast as a Conversation starter with myself, and I know with you, Mary, as well. And that has led into her being top of mind for certain paid projects or recommendations. And so that has been something that's really cool to to see. And I hope, again, listeners, if you have been hesitant to reach out, just know it can turn into these real relationships outside of the podcast.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then just a couple more thoughts on this. I've Logan and I have texted because. We'll be somewhere and then we're like oh we were talking to somebody who who listens to the podcast and then they were like oh it's so cool to meet you and <laughs> it makes us feel really weird <laughs> so i just have to call that out it's really funny we love when you all say stuff like that it's just logan and i literally are talking to each other right now like it's hard to see this like beyond this wall of this virtual recording that we are doing and so it's just crazy Yeah. Or people
0: are like, Oh, I know your voice, Yeah, which I love. Please tell me if you see me or Mary. And like, we love hearing about it, but it's just, it is a funny, we have, we have carved out this little niche of the internet for us. And it is so cool to see and meet all of you guys. But it's also like Mary said, it's, it's just, it is funny to think about the impact that
1: two gals with microphones can make from the comfort of their homes. (laughs) I think we have one more question to cover for this podcast section because we know that reflections are also about what we can do differently, right? Not just celebrating all of the wonderful things. So Logan, what's something that you think that we can do differently this year that you want to do differently this year or sorry, next year with the podcast in 2024? Ooh,
0: this is a tough one, Mary, because we're answering this question before you and I have done our end of year retreat, which I know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, plug for that, listeners. We talk about this, but we really value like sitting down. Our retreat is a time where Mary and I will sit down and we'll block a whole day just to talk podcast because we are full-time event planners and business owners. We have full-time jobs outside of this podcast. And so I think for me, something that I would do differently in 2024 is maybe between you and I, Mary, for carving out time trying to sync up our creative periods, I guess I I should say, of like when we're both feeling creative amongst all of our work events. And so just trying to, because I know sometimes we spend time when we get on for, for recording listeners, Mary and I will like vent and catch up sometimes for the first like 20 minutes or plus if it's been a particularly involved event season. And so I feel like Being intentional with when we're sitting down to record and trying to make sure it's a convenient time for the two of us so that we're both coming at it with similar energy and then potentially also maybe scheduling just a little bit more time for us just to just to catch up, uh, because I think that helps kind of come on and we have have better episodes. We do batch record listeners. We've talked about that on the podcast, and I think that is still something that's such a game changer and enabled us to be so consistent with this podcast, no matter how busy we get. so yeah, I think that's what I would, I would say it would just be maybe we we are identifying our our times when we have some more off time around our podcast recordings. How about you? What is something you want to do differently with the podcast in twenty twenty
1: four? I love what you said. I think that's a great. I um think that we've had so much fun with the podcast over the years, and I think when we get like podcasting, it is fun. And so I want to find more moments of. Of fun and whatever form that looks like for the podcast whether it's you know some some new thing that we're trying or doing or whether it is just recording a podcast episode or whatever that value that we mentioned earlier looks like um just having fun with it because this is like a nice little creative outlet that I'm grateful that we get to do and I hope we can continue to make it like a, a, like you were saying creative and like this fun creative space so hopefully listeners good things to come for 2024 but always room for improvement of course Yes. Yes.
0: We have a couple things in the works that I know I'm personally very excited about for the new year that will create a couple more touch points between us and you listeners that, again, we've started to enjoy with the with doing the conference, but continue want to carry that momentum into the new year. I think shifting gears, Mary, here to talk a little bit more about our events and business. What was
1: a moment from an event this year that gave you the warm fuzzies? I think I've mentioned this one before, but it just... I cannot say it. It was just was such a cool moment from this year. Um, We did an event for a local organization and the person who performed was well known from the area. And that was just a moment that I felt honored to be part of it. And I kind of hesitate saying that because it doesn't like you don't have to have this big event with some big person who's well known for it to be an impactful experience. But for me as an event planner to have the opportunity to be involved in something like that in such a major way was really validating. To be honest, it just felt great. And I don't think I need that feeling to continue doing it forever. But it um, was something that looking back from this year definitely gave me the warm fuzzies. I just was so, like I said, honored to be a part of it. Um And to be, you know, in the ballroom when that person is performing. And like, being like, literally, we were in front of the stage because we were stationed at this table based on what we were doing during the event and like the closest people that you could get to the performances. And it was like this VIP experience that I didn't expect to have. And it was a really nice perk of working the event. But what about you, Logan? I bet there's lots to choose, but what is a moment from an event this year that gave you the warm fuzzies?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I love all the different events. I do. I particularly have an affinity for the sporting events because we have some of these moments, these these moments where we create a moment for an individual, for someone, just one person, and that stands out to me sometimes than the collective, larger experience. So, one of them was at the Pan American Games or the Paras—I can't remember which one—but they were back to back for me in Santiago, Chile, recently. And there is a song from Chile that is from like the '90s, and it's called "Kung it's Halaukan," which essentially means "freeze." And it's a song that everybody knows. And then all of a sudden it says, Kong, hello. And that's freeze. And then it was just really cool to see. We would pan with our camera, the whole section. So everyone's dancing, dancing, dancing. And then this song says Kong, hello. And pauses for like two, three seconds and then starts playing again. And you would just see the whole, like 90% of the people there would freeze and we'd be panning frozen people. And then the music would go and they'd start dancing again. And we just had some really fun close-up moments where you could tell, We cut away from them on the big screen, but our camera was still on them on my preview monitor. And you could see a kid make it, be on screen, pointing, excited. And then we cut away and they would just dive and hug their parent. Like clearly just being like, that was the best. And you're just sitting there. Like when you talk warm fuzzies that I go, no matter how stressful or, you know, how dealing with different personalities our job can get, I'm like, that's why I do this. Because that kid just had a moment that whether that kid doesn't is at the age that's going to remember it but their parent does. Like that was a moment that if all of us sitting here weren't here, it wouldn't have happened. So
1: there's my oh, I'm not like oh my I love it's it. Fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine it certainly. And that is, you're making childhood memories for people right there. That's amazing. So <laughs> Logan, what about to take kind of a different angle here? What was a moment from an event, just a moment from an event this year that you definitely know you don't want to repeat again?
0: Oh gosh! Wow, we're gonna do a quick 180 from. Quick little. <laughs> I'm just sitting here in my warm fuzzies.
1: <laughs> we're gonna tear you so, down real
0: quick. So, what is a moment that I don't want to repeat? Wow, I've really I blocked some of these out. I feel like from mm-hmm. from my brain, Um, but one that was I feel like particularly frustrating and just like a lesson learned for myself was a hybrid event we were doing. Mary, you were there with me. And everything relied on Zoom and we were rehearsing and we kind of rushed our setup process. And for whatever reason, Zoom looked blurry and we couldn't figure it out. And it took all day. And I know it added some stress to the client just being concerned about what was happening. And it took all the way until the end of the day when everybody left and the, the venue and it was just us. And that means less people on the Wi-Fi and all of a sudden Zoom looked clear. And it was just this moment where I went, I could have avoided all of this, you know, stress and conversation and everything if I hadn't rushed us, if I hadn't rushed us to fit the client schedule. I trusted my gut, which is why we like to test and set up and do everything the way we want to do it before we start bringing in speakers and things like that. And again, listeners, it didn't derail the event. It just made for a stressful setup day. And then coming in with that on the start of the event day that I'm going I I needed to trust my gut. I needed to push back and just said we needed to wait to do speaker rehearsals until we'd fully tested this because it was just one of those moments where we'd, we'd had a really solid plan. And then because we didn't have time to test it before it was in front of speakers, it got delayed and then caused a lot of stress for people worried that Zoom wasn't working. And it was working, listeners. That's the thing it was. It was working. It was just lots of people were on the Wi-Fi and we hadn't taken the time to kick everyone off the Wi-Fi to do our proper test. And, and so it just made, made everybody a little bit more on edge than they needed to be. So I don't want to repeat that. And it is an event that I do repeat. So big, bold lesson learned for me. But how about you, Mary? What is a moment from an event that you definitely don't want to repeat?
1: I've been sitting here thinking, and there are so many things. (laughs) I would say one moment um, would be that... We stayed really, really late to help with teardown for one event in really, really late being like two thirty AM, like super late. And now if you're listening to this and this is something that you do fairly often, just for context, we don't do that. <laughs> we'll help with teardown, you know, we'll make sure that we're out of a venue on time. But most venues that we're ever a part of, like you need to be out by midnight. They got an extension. And so we had until like really early, the when the wee er- um hours of the morning to to be out and That's something that I can't physically commit to again. It was too much for me. That's not something I'm looking for. I'm not interested. And, um, you know, physically tearing stuff down that late, that turns more into types of roles that I feel like fall beyond event planning. Um, That's what I'll say. But the event itself was amazing. It was just that moment, that experience that I was like, okay, we can do this again, but we can't, like, we need to provide a team who can come do that. I'm not doing that again. Um, And that's just because events are physically demanding. And that was too much. Yeah, I
0: I hear you. That could that is one. And especially just I feel like I can just picture myself in your shoes when you're it's late, you're tired. <laughs> it's like the last thing you want to do, but good to know that's something you're not taking with you for 2024. Mary, our last kind of reflection question here about events, but what's an event trend that you loved this year?
1: I have loved is this considered a trend or has this been happening for a while? I don't know, but it seems like there's been this intense focus more on the the content of your event and specifically if you're like, well, it doesn't matter if you're in person or virtual, the program specifically like how long your segments are like really specific things like that those are things that I feel like have been changing, and I really appreciate that. I love these short segments. my attention span is short as it as it is, and so I think that it's been nice to be a part of these events where they're highlighting more people and really getting to the meat faster in these shorter segments. And that's something that I have enjoyed. What about you, Logan? What's an event trend that you loved this year?
0: I feel like we're we're moving in the right direction, or at least the events that I feel like I've been a part of, of sustainability in the sense that QR codes have stuck around. <laughs> we got into them with COVID and the fact that they are still here and still going strong in certain ways that we can cut down on some of like the printing and the throwaway items that we would create for an event and then didn't really serve a purpose. And so I feel like that's something that I've been really happy. And I guess maybe it's broader. It's not just QR codes, but it's like the technology that we had to adopt during COVID. The fact that that has stuck around um, has been very encouraging for me, just in the direction that we're going, that there's less waste, there's less printing of things and creating of things, just to know that we're not going to use them after the event. I've had more clients also thinking about signage and things that they could avoid putting the year on or the date on so that they can store it and reuse it again next year, if it's an annual event versus creating one-time use things. And again, that might not be everything and everyone, every event that I've ever worked, but I've just seen that more happen with a majority that is giving me hope for the future as we continue to try to be more sustainable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that as well. And I think when we spoke at Cascadia earlier this year, an attendee mentioned some of these are more shifts than even trends. And I appreciate these shifts kind of that we're seeing and hopefully they stay, which makes it shift. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. Now we have to end up with something a little fun, I think. So we are going to do one little life thing in here, one life reflection. So Logan, what is, is this a reflection? I think this is a reflection. What's like one of your favorite places that you've traveled this year? I think we both have had a lot of travel opportunities this year. So reflecting on that, what did you just Yes. Think? My best place I traveled was that I got to go back to
0: China. <laughs> I have not been to China since 2019 listeners. And this is, this was during my busy fall season, I was able to be there for a, for an event in, in a couple of weeks. I guess more explicitly, I said, say I got to go back to Shanghai where I used to live and I had never been gone. I'd lived there for five years and I hadn't been gone for more than like a couple months. Even when I moved back here, I was still going back to China every couple months. And so to be gone for four years was insane. And I tacked it on as an extra 24 hours uh, after one of my events that I did in another city in China. And it was amazing. I ate so much food. I biked around, got to see all my old haunts, and it just, it was so nice. So, and I've been tracking them for you listeners, just in case you've been wanting to go to China. I have been tracking flight prices, and they are going back down to semi-normal levels. They've finally gone under $1,500, which is pretty darn good. Back in 2019, I was getting round trips out of Seattle for like $600, so it's not that low yet, but it's surpassed, it's under the two grand, $1,500 mark, which is is pretty good and very encouraging for the future events because I'm hoping to do more China,
1: Asia-based events in the future. How about you, Mary? Ooh, I don't know. I would say um, I'm obsessed with London. I love it. I've been there many times, No, well, not many times, but a few times. Love it. And so I had the opportunity to go back there in March again of 2023 and I still love it. And so I think I might pick that, but specifically we went to the Cotswolds, which is not London. I know if you're from the UK, you're like, Mary, you don't get it. (laughs) But nearby we went to the Cotswolds and they were just lovely. I think I figured out my retirement plan (laughs) while I was there, (laughs) which is to go and, you know, live in this quiet, quaint little area. And I really, really loved that. It was fun to see and it was very different from how I live my life here. And so I appreciated it. It's a nice perspective. So that's my favorite place that I traveled this
0: year. Well, and who knows? Maybe we'll get some uh, podcast travel next year. You know, we're just going to manifest that into being with some positive reflections here. Well, that brings us to almost the end of our episode. Listeners, we aren't going to wrap up season three of the podcast without leaving you with some final bonus tips. And I know, Mary, I felt the pressure. Because it's just a bonus tip, but we said it's the final bonus tip of 2023. So Mary, what is your final bonus tip of season three of the
1: podcast? Yeah, no pressure. Logan's like, oh, it could just be anything. And I'm like, no, it has to be good. This is the final one. So hopefully this is good enough. Um, Something that's been helpful for me lately um, to increase the productivity in my day is to have something to look forward to at the end of the day to make the workday more productive. I find that if I have something scheduled, you know, like 4 or 5 p.m., I have to be done by that time. And so, what do I need to do to truly be done by that time? And if I don't have that, I'm very much more lax with my schedule. And I think that that is, you know, okay sometimes, but wow, you can sure be productive when you're motivated to do so. So, that is my final bonus tip of 2023. For my final bonus tip of the year and of season three of the podcast, mine is to
0: invest in your health. It is something that like as an event pro, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I feel like this year I had an epiphany that our jobs are really quite physical, like whether it's a lot of walking through large venues like convention centers or stadiums or having to stand for long periods of time, like our as an industry, our jobs do require your body to be feeling good, mainly is what I'm talking about is feeling good. And so don't forget to schedule your wellness visits with your doc. If you don't have health insurance, please get health insurance. I am self-employed and I get mine through the marketplace. So again, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to share my experience, but uh, you just need to be the biggest advocate for you as I feel like what I've learned. I've had some foot pain this year that I finally have found a solution for, and there's no better advocate for myself than than me and making sure I'm scheduling those appointments and doing that. And Physical therapy has also been something that has helped me just be more aware and in tune with my body and how I physically feel after doing these events because, again, I feel like what we do can feel very mental, but it's also quite physical. So make sure you're taking care of you and we will all be a better
1: industry for it. Such a good bonus tip and so so absolutely true. That also brings us to the end of our episode, which is so sad it's the last episode of 2023 but that's okay we are going to be back with you at the beginning of january so it's not too sad right not Logan? too sad not too sad but
0: you know season three man guys we did it like we're 132nd, 36 episodes into this thing and if you truly miss mary and my voices we will see you wednesday december 20th at the better events conference or feel free to go back and re-listen to any of your favorite episodes or episodes you may have missed I think I'm still in awe that some of our first 10 episodes continue to do really well in terms of the number of stats and the number of folks that are going back and re-listening to them so they are relevant and they are
1: helpful if you're looking for something to fill your next two weeks. Absolutely. And just truly, we say it every week, but we mean it. Thank you for listening to the Better Events Podcast. We so appreciate you all. Please connect with us on all social media, on LinkedIn, all of the things, but above all, just thank you so much. And we will be back with you again in the beginning of January. This concludes season three of the podcast. Thanks everybody. Thank you guys.